Hi there, and thank you for tuning in to The Social Circus, where every week we dive into a variety of topics covering social media, mindset, and how to run your business. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Social Circus. I am your guest, Sarah Thompson, and this week I am excited to be joined by my dear friend, Michelle Marks. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Sarah. Lovely to have you here. So Michelle um, has been a friend of mine for several years and I've had the pleasure of working with her and her with me. And um, Michelle, I I think I'm going to get you to introduce a little bit about yourself. So um, your evolution into a business coach has been quite an exciting one. So tell me where you started in life before you were an entrepreneur like us. So what were you doing before that? (laughs) I was in school. <laughs> That's how far back it goes back for me. I think uh, I always, always wanted to be a business owner. So when I left school, it was like, bam, what can I do? What business can I do? And awesome. I, started out, I started out as um, doing uh, uh, landscape photography and writing articles for travel and camping magazines. Wow, that is so cool. Yeah. And then, and then where did that evolve to? Like, what's your journey been to Michelle Marks Business Coach? Tell me a little bit about that. Because that is, I did not realize that. I always admire people who dive into being an entrepreneur. I think it's so cool. Yeah, I, I think it, it probably came from uh, seeing my mum and dad because they ran a business as I was growing up. And I just thought mm-hmm. that was so cool. Um, but yeah, so it went, I started with, with the freelance gig, just doing a few articles and um travel photos and that sort of thing because I just I just love photography at the time but at the same time while I was doing my photography because I had to edit the images I played around in Photoshop a lot Mm -hmm. and when my stepdad introduced me to Photoshop I'm like wow (laughs) (laughs) and so I used to design excuse me I used to design like mock-up magazine covers like this this may be showing my age a bit, but I used to mock up Dolly and Girlfriend magazine. Oh, my gosh, yes. <laughs> you remember those? I do. Uh, I remember I remember making mock-ups, you know, pretending that I'm on the cover and then I'd put my sister on the cover and everything like that. So I got the design bug. And then one day my stepdad said to me, he goes, oh, you know, you could be a graphic designer. That pays pretty well. And from then on, I'm like, oh, I could be a graphic designer. And it really just buttered from there. So... When I was 21, I decided to start freelance graphic design. And that was probably my first official business. Wow. Um, And the graphic design, as you know, because before I was coaching, I was uh, the business I was running was a graphic design business. Mm -hmm. Uh, So as you know, that from when I was 21 starting that, it's just carried with me. Mm -hmm. Like I do graphic design on and off. Now and then it comes through in everything working. that you do because every time I look at things that you've created, I'm like, oh, that looks so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> and then I go, no, she's a graphic designer. It's okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we see your your, um, your magic touch on everything that you do. So in terms of your current journey, um, let's talk a little bit about your group, Laptops and Lattes, and when did that start? So that started about oh, four, I think four years ago. Mm-hmm. when I was doing, I was knee deep in design work and I'm like, mm-hmm. I love working from home, but 
gosh, I just kind of miss adult humans. <laughs> and so I thought, do you know, I'm going to start, I'm going to start uh, a Facebook group for other home-based business owners and then I can connect with them and I can just be around my people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I started the Facebook group. But at the same time, I wanted to start doing some like brainstorming sessions and workshops and stuff because I tell you what, the, the last uh, employer job that I had, I was working in marketing and PR for a local government. And one of the things I really loved was the uh, community development team would all get together and we'd bring chocolates and biscuits and have coffee and hot chocolate and we just sit around the table and we just brainstorm for the next project and, and plan and strategize and that sort of thing and that was probably my favorite part about that job mm-hmm. and I'm like how can I bring that to what I'm doing now so I was like let's bring other business owners together and we'll brainstorm stuff and so that was the birth of my workshops I just found that while I was in a group, we were brainstorming. Um, I just found that I fell in love with that more than the design. Oh, and so Michelle Marks, the business coach, was kind of born out of really you leading that group and becoming very clear that you had lots of skills and lots of wisdom to share with other business owners and particularly our service-based business owners. I think is really your niche, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, so the more workshops I was holding the more I found people were looking to me for guidance. And I've always been a teacher. I've always loved teaching as well. Mm. Uh, And so I think it just came quite naturally to me that I shifted it from being brainstorming sessions to workshops where I was actually teaching things. And so it was really just such a natural evolution and progression. And so good. Now I'm just so in love with coaching. (laughs) It's your thing. You found your jam. And I totally resonate when you find that thing that you love doing. And I'm like you, um, I I could coach so much because I just enjoy enjoy sharing and enjoy hearing people's stories and it's it's so rewarding but uh, today I brought you in if I'm honest with an ulterior motive because um (laughs) I know that everyone wants to hear your story and then I'm always fascinated by our journey into entrepreneurship because everyone's is so unique and I love people introducing themselves with that because it's fascinating what draws us to it and um one of the things I really wanted to talk about today because I think your wisdom and insight into this is so helpful is um I know I think you've got a masterclass on this um and I will put that in the show notes if there is a link for people to watch it but you talk a lot about um how businesses grow and different phases of growth which I'm I'm when I first heard that I was like oh that's what's wrong with you Sarah you're not doing this right (laughs) I'm like a little runaway train and I just don't stop until I probably hit a mountain and then I, yes, all derails. <laughs> Usually straight off the top. So anyway, let's talk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like a little, little train. Yes, I can imagine that. that so describes me. So tell us all about um, these I'm, I'm describing it really poorly. Please help me. Um, stages of business growth. Is that correct? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And uh, it, that's exactly what it is. It's the stages that we all go through as we're yes. growing our business. Yes. Yeah. And, and 
like ridiculously because my background's corporate so you think I'd have lots of knowledge and I've done lots of study in being you know in commerce and business and yet when I heard you speak about this I'd never heard it articulated quite so clearly so um if you can walk us through it I'd love to hear you explain these different stages of business growth and what do, what do they mean yeah of course the I want to start out by saying that not that there is no one strategy that works for everybody. Mm. Everybody's on their own journey. Everybody's got something different to bring and they've got to find their own strategies that work for them. However, in the many years of business that I've been in, the many business owners I've worked with, both from a brand perspective, brand strategist and through coaching, as well as observing myself, observing others, there are certain stages that we go through where our objectives need to change in order to keep the momentum going. So we've identified five stages that I'll go through and your focus can shift, uh, your priorities, I should say, should shift depending on which stage you're at to help support you both in the stage you're at, but also to help you reach the next stage. Which is something when I heard you speak about it, I'd never given that any thought. I just kind of, like I said, I'm that little train that keeps going. And I was like, oh, Sarah, you're not, you're not honoring any of this. You're just like right in the immediate moment and what's next. Um, And so I I found it very insightful when you shared these three stages. So (laughs) cool. So do you want me to share each, like each of the stage, what it looks like and Yes. Is that all right? I'd love you to. So the five stages is that consist of the starting phase, emerging stage, established stage, flourishing, and then scaling. So I believe that every business should be aiming towards flourishing, but it's optional whether you want to proceed to scaling. So in the starting phase, it looks like it's a business that has just launched. They've, They've just started. They might be in the first year of their business. And they're just really looking for their first clients. They're just looking to secure their first clients. So the priority at that stage is pretty much just that. It's securing clients because everything that you do in future stages is reliant upon you having clients and having money in the bank. So if you're in that first starting stage and you don't have many clients yet, that's all you need to focus on is doing what you need to do to gain those first few clients. And there's a couple of reasons for that. One, your business is not going to go anywhere if you don't have clients, first of all. True. (laughs) Secondly, you will master your services based on understanding what your clients need. So if you're not working with clients, you can never understand that. So getting that client work, even if the first few clients that you get have to be free or low-cost clients just to get some experience. Like a lot of business owners can do that. While any of your efforts, like if you're offering services, you should be paid for them. But look, if you have to do one or two unpaid gigs to get some experience, that's fine because that experience mm. is, uh, it's it's like an asset in your brain. And the knowledge. other thing I always say when you're, if you do do unpaid work, which um, like we've all done in those early stages, and I completely agree with you, Mish, that, Um, it's about honing our craft in those days and um, if you are going to do unpaid work be really clear on the boundaries on that and also um, also tell them that the caveat is that they have to give you a testimonial as well (laughs) yeah absolutely don't now if 
just because you're first starting out doesn't mean that you are less valuable. Okay. Correct. So don't feel that you have to do free work. Um, but it is it, it, like it's an option for you if you need it to get started. But anyway, that's the starting phase. So your focus is just getting clients in the door. It's all you need to worry about. The next stage is the emerging stage. So that is characterized by a business that has uh, is already started up, it's already running, and it has a few clients on the books already. So there's a bit of experience that has come with it. Now, what's happening at this stage is we've gained a few clients but we still need more because we're not anywhere near capacity yet. So the focus here is both to gain new clients, to gain more clients, and also to get used to the workload. Because as you get more clients, your workload increases. As your workload increases, your capacity to work on your business decreases. So what we need to do at this stage is start settling into your routine and just mastering your your week-to-week workload, your daily workload, what you have to do. At this point, you probably are recognising that uh, set processes and systems might be a thing here because (laughs) you're doing things over and over again. Like say if you're onboarding clients, you're going through the process, you're doing it again and you're doing it again and again and and you're starting to realise that, hey, this is repetitive. I don't, you know, it takes me so long to send a proposal, to send a quote, to send an invoice, to onboard this client. How can I make this easier? And Such a a good place to think about that. I think I left that way too late. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think we, we, a lot of us do that. (laughs) But if you can start thinking about that, like if you're in the emerging stage and you're wondering, "Hmm, I wonder if this could be easier, then you know, if you've got the time to figure out how you can make it easier, gosh, your future self will thank you for that. <laughs> so true. <laughs> so in the emerging stage, it's just embracing your new workload, figuring that out and, then, and gaining new clients. Now, the next stage is the established phase. Now, at this point, <clears throat> the established phase is where you're close to or at capacity. And things are getting a little bit crazy. You're you're really, really busy because you're either at or nearly at capacity. But you're not quite quite stable yet because you could have some weeks where, you know, you're you're chock-a-block full and then the next week you're really quite quiet. Mm. And that often, like that can happen if, say, your marketing strategy is not in full swing yet and you're not able to replace clients as quick as you know your projects finish or yes uh, it really depends on what kind of business you have some businesses like uh, virtual assistants for instance they are built on like a retainer model where a lot of their clients are long-term ongoing Mm -hmm. but say if you're a graphic designer or a copywriter it's all project work so you've got to bring new projects in uh as fast as you finish to keep that momentum going yeah yeah so the the established phase is really like you're getting there you are really getting into the swing of things but it's still a little bit wobbly and the (laughs) the war cry of this phase is that oh my gosh I'm so busy but I can't afford to outsource I can't afford to streamline I don't have time for my business like that's the war cry I need to make changes but I don't have time. And that's because we're so busy with the client work, but we haven't quite mastered marketing 
streamlining and pricing. So at this stage, we may be really busy, but not earning enough that it can support the building of a team or the building of software to help us automate things or the help of a marketing coach like yourself to make things easier. Yeah. And I'm sitting here listening to you talk and I I remember that phase so well in my business. And um, that's that really big push that you're, I'm, I'm doing well and I've got good momentum, but oh my gosh, I'm working hard. Yeah. <laughs> and when you just finally tick over to being able to get support, gosh, it makes a big difference. Oh my goodness, it does. And the one thing I have to note is the established phase is the hardest to get through because mm. this is this is the plateau stage because you're so busy but you don't have time for things and there are so many mindset blocks that pop up at this stage that you really have to be dedicated uh, and committed to your business in order to push through it because you've got a lot of blocks to work through, namely uh, uh, people will struggle to Uh, they'll struggle to outsource because they feel like they should be doing everything in their business and they find it hard to let go or because they're so busy and they don't have time to outsource because when they outsource, they have to get things ready in order to outsource to somebody or they don't have the they don't have the cash flow to outsource. So things have to change before they can move forward, but they need to move forward in order for things to change. And it's such a difficult phase to get through. So if you're in that phase, I see you, I feel you, (laughs) uh, please keep going. And the biggest thing you need to be focusing on at this stage is refining, refining. Refinement needs to, leads to alignment. Now, When I talk about refining, it's almost everything, okay? (laughs) You're really busy at the moment, so your systems and processes need refining so that they are as streamlined and as automated as they can be. Because if you're busy with your client work, you need things to be running properly so that you're not working all hours in the evening. Your pricing needs to be aligned. So if you're fully booked right now, but you're not earning as much as you need to do, you need to increase your prices. Okay, because it's at this stage where uh, it's probably for the first time in your business that you're having to pay tax. You may need to be registered for GST at this point. So uh, you probably may not be paying yourself super, but you know you should be. And these are all the realizations that happen at this stage and it becomes really, really hard. So refining your pricing so that you can put your, your tax away so that you can start putting your super away so that you've got profits there that you can outsource to somebody. So uh, refining as well means refining your mindset, works on, working on your mindset, work through those blocks that will be holding you back. So if you're in the established stage, your word of the year needs to be refinement. <laughs> oh, so good. <laughs> so juicy. Oh, my gosh. And I'm, I'm reliving all of those, remembering how hard that space is and thinking, am I ever going to get there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, thinking back to most of the businesses that I have run and failed, uh, there are some that I quit because I didn't like them, but others that quit because they got too hard. It was because I was in the established phase and it got too hard and I quit. I turned mm. my back on it. And looking back on it now, I was like, I wish I just pushed through. Yeah. It would have been so good. But um, 
they if you can push through the next phase is beautiful the next phase is beautiful so the next phase is phase four which is flourishing and flourishing is basically where uh, business is running well you are either at capacity or it's you're at capacity and it's easy for you to fill your clients so your marketing strategy is working and it's you can fill spots as fast as they open up um your your business is profitable and sustainable so you like you can manage your workload you're not having to work like ridiculous hours you can actually stick to your roster and you're earning enough money that it can support your lifestyle so your business is profitable you can pay your taxes you can pay your gst liabilities you can pay your super and you've got excess you can go on your holidays you can go on uh, you can Come you on. can do life basically. Yay! <laughs> That's the exciting and, bit. Yes. Yeah. So it's great. Now the thing is, nothing is ever going to be done in your business. So while your marketing strategies will be working, they can still change and adapt, and you can still refine. So in this phase, what you can do is is refine your systems, refine your automation. Um, you can maximize your profits because let's face it, we can always work on our profits, can't we? Oh, 100%. Uh, and so team support, boundaries, ideal client, you know, all these things can be refined in this space to make it even better. Yeah. Now that's a great place to be. It's a really great place to be. You can stay here. If you want, because at this point, when your business is working well, maybe you want to step back a little bit and work on some other things in your life. Or maybe you want to keep going and you want to start scaling. Uh, either way, you want profitable and sustainable business. Definitely. But if you want to continue to scaling, introducing scalable revenue streams. So this is the phase that I call scaling is where things are working pretty well. And now you just want to take it to that next level. So perhaps you want to introduce scalable revenue streams so that you can just, your revenue possibilities are infinite as, as, yes. as far as you can see. Or maybe you want to grow and instead of being like a, a home-based business, maybe you want to become an agency. Maybe you want to become a small or medium business. It depends on what your goals are as to what the scaling phase looks like for you. Um, but some people just love to be, they love to be at home. They love to just do mm. what they enjoy and they don't need, you know, a team of 15. They don't need uh, to be multimillionaire or it really yeah. depends on what it looks like to you. And that's, that's really interesting. I remember early in my business when I was being, I had a business coach very early on because I believe in that. And um, they kind of pushed me because I have got a corporate background. Like, would I want to run an agency, like a digital agency? And I kind of had my eye on that. And I got went down that path of I had employees and I had an office um, for about two years. And that was my trajectory. And then I realized I had this really big light bulb moment of like, what am I doing? Like um, for a start, my husband wouldn't leave our home office. He just loved it. He's like, I'm not going down to that office. And then I realized I was being so flexible for my staff that it was not working for me. And my goal was really to run a business around my family. And suddenly I wasn't there and I realized I'd gone off on the wrong tangent. So that point when you get to scaling, and then it took me a long time to kind of realize that scaling digital products was much more aligned with what I wanted. But we can try things out at this point, can't we? We don't have to have 
all the answers, but um, working with someone like yourself as a coach, make sure that we, whatever we're doing is aligned to what our values are underneath that. And um, I unfortunately got some really bad coaching advice early on and was quite susceptible to being, because I'm sure as we all could do anything, but that doesn't mean we should. Yeah, I totally agree with that. <laughs> I, mean, you, I mean, the world is your oyster. You can do whatever it is you want. It doesn't mean you have to do what other people tell you to do. So. Yes, um, I'm so glad that you had that realization and shifted, you know, your course corrected. Yes, I could have. And I, I have, I was at a function the other night and I met a couple of ladies who had agencies. One was a marketing, one was a digital. And I was, I had this moment of thinking, oh, would that be my path? And I was like, no, I'm so like my path now. But it's interesting. You sometimes have to dip your toe in to see, don't you? Yes, you really, really do. And, and it's like when you're in high school, and they say, what do you want to be when you grow up? Like, I don't know. <laughs> Who are you supposed to know that? <laughs> you have to get out in the world before, you know, and have these experiences before you can make those decisions. Yes. But at, at the end of the day, I believe that all of your business decisions need to be guided by your own vision. Mm. by what it is you want in the future because that gives you so much more confidence and uh, certainty in mm. the decisions that you make. So when being guided by your vision, just look as far as you can. If that is six months from now, fine. If mm. that's two years from now, fine. If you know exactly what you want, if you are like, yes, I want an agency, I want a team of amazing staff around me building this empire, if that's what you want, go for it. Yeah. All your decisions can be built on that. And whatever it is that you want, there's nothing wrong with that. You, That's your dream and that's where you need to be. Yeah. Whether that's being at home doing the work yourself and having that flexibility around family or whether that is building that huge empire and yeah. anywhere in between. <laughs> any of that is okay as long as it is true to what you want, not what oh, somebody else wants. Such sage advice. And it's so, um, I, I hope that my lovely listeners, you really take on board what um, Mish said then because being true to you is so important, but it's really easy to get sidetracked on social media on what other people are doing and thinking that's what you want. And it's really, it's actually harder to stay the course. So um, please take them on board Michelle's advice. Now I feel like Mish, we could talk all day. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to wrap us up because I want to have you come back and talk other things another time, but um, I want to just say Thank you so much for generously sharing your wisdom and insights. And I know that my listeners have all got something out of that. I've got something out of that. Um, I've relived some of those horrible moments as well. Yeah. Going, oh, I'm past that. Oh, thank goodness. Um, but I sincerely hope that as my listeners, you found that really useful. You take on board what Misha said. And um, I will put some links in the show notes because um, um, Michelle's got a couple of great masterclasses. I'm going to put them in there and I'll link to her lovely group and how you can work with her because she is an amazing business coach. I have had the privilege of working with her as a client and I've found that very helpful to get clarity and insight, which is something that is really hard to achieve on your own. So Michelle, thank you again for being a lovely guest on my podcast. I truly appreciate it. No, oh, thank you, Sarah. It was my privilege to be on your podcast. Thank you. And um, thank you again to all my lovely listeners for tuning into The Social Circus. I will catch you the same time next week. 
Thanks so much for tuning in to The Social Circus. As your host, Sarah Thompson, I am thrilled that you've chosen to spend your time hanging out with me. I would be so grateful if you could spare an extra moment to go and leave me a review on your favorite podcasting platform. And if you even felt more excited, you could share my podcast with your friends who you think would get great value from it. Thanks so much again for tuning in.